Hi, I'm Jessie Delo, your host of Madly Forever, a podcast in collaboration with The Fullest. Each episode, I'll help people move past their vision boards to create a life and relationship that they truly love. I, sometimes along with the help of my husband, Brian, will interview a variety of experts, psychologists, couples, and business partners to discover the science and secrets to successful compatibility. By pairing my expertise for manifestation with my background in therapeutic healing, I have manifested the life of my dreams. With this podcast, I aim to help others find their optimal alignment as well. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Madly Forever. I'm your host, Jesse Delo, and I'm here today with the beautiful Bibi, who is an incredible coach and facilitator of energetic lovemaking and conscious sexuality. And she's here to visit us from Tulum, which we're super excited about. And I'll let her introduce herself before we begin. Thank you for this warm welcome. Um, yes, yeah, so few things that I'm really passionate about in general, the whole raising of consciousness on this planet and doing through doing this through different ways. One of the ways is my work as a wellness director in the Nomade Tulum Hotel, where we where I organized the whole programming and we had on average five classes a day. And on the other hand, conscious sexuality, something that our society struggles so much. Uh, with and how can we bring awareness how can we combine spirituality and sexuality to really have a fulfilling and long-lasting relationship mm-hmm. and then a few other things along the way <laughs> right and so how did you get into that work both of them the wellness mm-hmm. stuff and the sexuality so believe it or not I was actually working in finance no way. For 12 years wow uh, I studied finance and banking I had three diplomas um, I worked in banks and in sales and, uh, and, um, and in a corporate world. So different. <laughs> so different. And to be honest with you, I never really liked what I did, but it was great money. So yeah. it was kind of this golden cage, but my lack of fulfillment was increasingly, um, showing up and kind of bothering me. Mm-hmm. To a point that uh, I realized that the bigger the bonus, the more uh, the more unhappy I was. Wow! And um, and I became so negative, uh, and I started complain all the time, and just I started to feel like I wasn't really myself anymore. And one day I woke up and I was like, "I'm done. Uh, I I don't even recognize myself." So where were I, you living at that time? I was living in São Paulo in Brazil. Mm-hmm which was also uh, quite a tough place to live. Uh, and I one day woke up and decided, okay, uh, this is not the person I want to be. Uh, I don't even like being with myself at this point. So I'm committed to change that. And I picked up a phone and asked for a first therapist. And that is how it kind of started. Shortly after, I was recommended a meditation course. Then... Um, then gifted a power of now book. Uh, <laughs> then also first Burning Man came. Shortly after, I quit my job uh, and uh, also embarked on my journey on the medicinal plants. Mm. It was actually 2012, the end of the world. Uh, so I flew to Tulum and I had my first 
um, medicinal plant ceremonies. And that is how this journey started. Wow. And so did you never leave once you went? Did you <laughs> no, <sort> of... <laughs> I left. I left. I left. I I lived in some other places, but Tulum was definitely the place when that seed was planted. Uh, and there was some, something magical about it. Mm. And, uh, and I ended up coming back, although at that point I didn't even know that I'm going to be coming back. Wow. Um, and, you know, it took me a few years to really find out what is my passion, what's my purpose, what am I here to do if it's not finance and banking. I knew what doesn't make me happy. I knew what I did not like, but I didn't know what I what is it that I really want to do. So it actually took a few years and few projects that started and not necessarily ended uh, with what we would consider success. But I always had some learnings from that and inspiration to take me then somewhere else. And along this way, on a, on my awareness path, uh, I also came across uh, some Tantra teachers. And um, there's two of them. And in two different occasions, I, I started to experience my sexual energy moving. And uh, in one of those sessions... Uh, I had my energy awakened. And once that energy, it's awakened, it's on. And um, this has really completely changed uh, everything else in my life. So more or less in short. And so is that what you aim to do with people is to awaken their sexual energy? First of all, I would start with really even bringing basic awareness Mm -hmm. uh, to sexuality. Because if you ask me what is missing, that is what's missing. Mm-hmm. Um, and just basic awareness, basic awareness. What, how does our body w- work? Mm. So when we go to bed with someone, when we have sex someone with someone, what is the intention behind that? Uh, everything starts with an intention. Is the intention to just really stress? Is the intention to pick someone up? So our ego is satisfied or is the intention to connect right. and, uh, deepen the intimacy, uh, to heal, um, to be present. Um, so it starts already there. Okay. Mm-hmm. But sadly the image of sexuality that we have in our society, mainly because number one of lack, because of lack of education and secondly, because of the pornography business that mm-hmm. it's so easily available. Our, our perception of sexuality is very limiting. So it's true. mainly uh, about goal-oriented, friction-oriented activity. Um, well, there's so much more to that. Um, so that's that's what I refer to when we talk about basic awareness. Um, explaining to people some basic uh, concepts of what energy is or how energetically our body works, what are the differences between the feminine and the masculine, um, how we are complementary, totally. how we can yeah. combine spirituality with sexuality, um, and so on and so on. So that would be the first part, planting those seeds of awareness. And then we also do the practice part when we work on tapping into that energy, um, moving it, awakening it, and then consciously directing it. So how do you do that with people? How do you move their sexual energy through them and wake them up and teach them how to do that for themselves? Well, basically, after after the people have understood some basic concepts, they will even start 
uh, to see sex, the act of sex differently. Mm -hmm. Okay, it may start with uh, preparing a ritual with your partner. It may start uh, with a meditation before we even go to a foreplay and tuning into each other, mm -hmm. slowing down, getting out of your mind. So all that is already a part of the process of getting you out of the mind and of uh, focusing the attention outwards, because that's what mainly happens when we have sex in our society. We mainly focus our attention outwards. How can we really bring that attention inwards right. and start to feel all those subtle sensations? And once you become more attuned to those subtle sensations, you will then able, you will be able to, to start feeling the energy as well. There are a few things that help, obviously. Breath, mm -hmm. uh, breath, sound, movement. So we combine those things and um, it can be either in a, in a group session where everyone is dressed uh, and may, mainly it is really about going within and how do we become orgasmic beings ourselves and stop okay. relying on a partner Absolutely. who will give us an orgasm or maybe will not give us an orgasm and really shifting that perception and going within and becoming orgasmic, I tapping love that. into you. I think that's so important. Exactly. Because it's the difference between feeling empowered or feeling like you need the other person to that this other person has this magical power that you don't have. Absolutely. Or it's really about just embodying yourself during that experience. Absolutely. So yeah. that can be done either in a group session I am, or in, on a one-to-one session or also with a couple. Because then we will, first we will tap into our own energy and then we will start to exchange the energy between partners. And that's where magic really starts to happen also. So do the couples actually start having sex in the session? No, no, they don't. Uh, the beauty of energy is that energy doesn't know time and space. That means you can move that energy. Um, you can be in your clothes. You don't even have to be naked. There doesn't need to be a penetration. You can do a hugging meditation mm -hmm. uh, where you exchange that energy. As a matter of fact, you can even be on the other side of the planet and make love to someone. Wow. And, well, yeah, uh, especially with technology these days. <laughs> although, you know, it's really, um, technology is not even needed. If you just both decided that at this very moment uh, you will be making love and we will be both present and directing that energy, you you actually don't even need any, mm. any technology. Well, it's interesting. It's like when you have a dream, a really intense dream, and it's like it actually happened. Yes. You know, and you feel physical sensations in your body. Exactly. You know, it's like you're creating that reality within your subconscious mind. Yeah, absolutely. And in your body mm -hmm. on a, on a, in real time. Yeah. And that energy, as a matter of fact, can be used for so many different things. Uh, it not necessarily needs to be used during sex. While you learn uh, how to move that energy, how to awaken it, how to tap into it and how to direct that energy. You can use it for healing. You can use it for creativity. Mm -hmm. um, you can use use it for manifestation. Um, and yeah, they're really becoming, we can really become supernatural right. once we tap into that energy. So that's why I always say it starts with the sex, uh, but it really goes far beyond the bed. Once right. we awaken that potential 
once we start to tap into that that energy source uh it really changes the neuroplasticity of our brain and builds new connections and we can be more creative we can find solutions uh, out of the box um etc 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 the list is long right so would you say the difference is just that you're more tuned into your body into the subtle sensations of every interaction of every experience um when the difference do you refer to a difference while making love or do you just of being of of being in this state of being in this state of it's like tantric energy, right? That's mm-hmm. that's sexual, that's creative, the orgasmic, orgasmic state. Yeah. Uh huh. Well, there's few things that happen in that orgasmic state because you are meditating. You essentially meditate um, either on your breath or sensations in your body. Um, so you observe the thoughts and come back to that sensations in the body. So we are kind of shutting down the mind, okay, and entering a no mind uh, state. Because we also activate our heart, the fourth chakra opens and our ego dissolves. Mm. And it really feels like you are one, not just with your partner, because it really feels like it is this union and oneness with the partner, but also with the universe, with mother nature, with whatever it is, because your heart simply opens and it feels like that explosion in your heart, like infinite love and like no ego. And thirdly, another thing that happens is that we're so fully present that time cases to exist. Mm. So similar to a state of flow right. where you really don't perceive time anymore. That's what happens here. So some people always ask me, what do you do in this three hours uh, tantric lovemaking sessions? Well, the thing is that you don't really perceive those are the three hours, right? So in this state of no mind, no ego, no time, what it really is, it's what we refer to as higher states of consciousness, right? So that's how you feel. It's really beyond the beyond the mind. It's entering this other dimension and floating. And Margot Anand calls it sky dancing. Um, if I can compare it to something, um, being high on love. Mm-hmm. Um, or maybe doing like med- ecstasy, Molly. <laughs> could be, uh, could be. Although it uh, could be a little bit overwhelming. Although maybe something more closer to that nature would be ayahuasca ceremony. Right. So, what was your experience like with that? That transformed your path. It sounds like um, you're referring to medicinal plants, yeah. right? Um, I think you know, for the, it, it's it just wakes up. Uh, and it creates new paths in your brain. Mm-hmm. Um, the shaman that I uh, had a few ceremonies with uh, described it as um, entering consciously into your subconscious. Uh, and I thought it was very accurate. Um, and for me, it kind of feels like you leave your body and you're able to observe yourself from this um, non-ego perspective and really see... Uh, and have very clear insights of what is that you can work on, uh, where there are opportunities for growth, what things need to change. And what's really powerful about it, that it's not just on the mind level, it's not just those really very clear insights, messages, but you really feel it. For me, you feel it. 
you feel it with your heart, you feel it with your body, and that's what makes that experience so powerful. And that it's like the make... body has the intelligence of it rather than your mind just having the story of it. Absolutely. Absolutely yeah. that. And that's why it's so powerful. And that's why I've seen on me and so many of the people that I know changes that were actually integrated and that were long lasting changes. Right. It's not yeah. something you just think about and fix, but it's rather like a way of being an energetic. Absolutely. Shift. Yeah. And it really expands your awareness and it really um, helps you to see things from a different perspective and I think you know all this journey is it uh, conscious sexuality medicinal plants I've done several of meditation courses from Vipassana to others etc etc um, all this helps you to expand your consciousness your awareness and once your consciousness expands it really starts to have impact on every area of your life um, is it, what am I eating? Uh, is it healthy? Is it nurturing me? Mm -hmm. How I feel after eating this? Where does it come from? Mm -hmm. What am I wearing? Uh, is it natural? Um, is By whom is it made? Mm -hmm. um, how many times do I use it? Uh, how fast am I going to throw it away? Uh, sustainability. Do I recycle? I started recycling. I started composting. Um, you start caring, yeah. You start caring, right? Relationships. Who am I spending my time with? Uh, sexuality. Am I being nurtured or not? Etc. Etc. Right? But I, it, it really, it really affects every area of your life. So Absolutely. that was my experience, both with sacred sexuality, medicinal plants, meditation. Yeah. So what are your day-to-day -day rituals to keep you in that orgasmic state and to enliven you? So I definitely have some rituals uh, and I love rituals as they help me to create a routine which is independent if you, of, of traveling or staying home. But I would also add that I really think it's a whole lifestyle. Um, but let's mention a few of those rituals and practices. I wake up. I never. I don't use. A, I don't use an alarm. Uh, it's been a couple of years that I don't use an alarm clock. Uh, I sleep exactly seven and a half hours. So what I time just, do you wake up? <laughs> so I really calculate. Uh, if I want to wake up at seven thirty, which I like to wake up around seven thirty, then I would go to bed around eleven. Perfect. And I naturally woke up after seven and a half hours. Um, then. Sometimes I watch the sunrise from the rooftop of my house. It's so magical <laughs> in Tulum, those sunrises. Oh. And beautiful, right? And then I would start my day with a um, water, warm water with lime. Um, I would then meditate. I have a couple of meditations, some tantric meditations, some Vedic meditations. I change it up. Um, I also use Joe Dispenza guided meditations. Uh, that help you essentially the same thing to activate your pineal gland to tap into that energy and move it and direct it in a, in a way you want i really recommend the book becoming supernatural where becoming he talks supernatural yeah more, more about it and um, people who are able to heal for stage cancer so uh, incredible and essentially for me it's kind of the same energy um uh, so some people refer to it as a sex magic. Mm. Um, after my meditation, I will have matcha, chai latte, or uh, or golden milk that I make at home. Yeah, uh, with a little bit of 
coconut oil. I try to do intermediate fasting, so for around 14 hours, not eating. Yeah. Uh, then I would have my favorite meal of the day, which is um, smoothie or smoothie ball that I also prepare at home. Mm. And what do you uh, make? Tell us about it. If it's your favorite <laughs> meal. We have to hear the details. Yes, I uh, I put half a half an avocado, mm-hmm. um, coconut milk, um, cacao, one datil, one date, one date. Uh-huh. Sorry, that's that's in Spanish. <laughs> one date, uh, and I add all kind of superfoods yeah. uh, depending on the day. Uh, and yeah, and I mix it and then I decorate with some yeah. uh, granola. But I love that cacao avocado mix mm. and the smooth, not too much sugar apart from one date, um, smoothie kind of chocolatey breakfast. Yeah, delicious. So then that actually, uh, that fuels me up uh, till at least two in the afternoon. And uh, yeah, then I, I also try to do your sports, yoga, swimming at least four times a week, uh, if possible more. Well, you're in the Mecca, so you can do it all. Yeah, although you would think so. It's it's the tropics, so running outside is actually tricky Uh because it's really hot and humid most uh, time of the year. Mm But I can kite surf, I can uh, do tons of yoga, I can swim in the cenote, so I really do that. And I kind of, the first part of my day, it's it's my my time. So it's interesting. When I used to work in a corporate world, I would start with an alarm clock right. uh, and run to the office and sit there for a minimum eight hours, independent how much work I had, right? And um, And then I would come back home tired and that evening is yeah. usually kind of... You know, I don't want to say watching TV because I never really watched TV or had one, but kind of more of a passive way of spending the day. And now when I am, when I have flexible working hours, I actually inverted that. So till 11 or midday, it's really my part of the day for me. Uh, Well, it's when you have the most energy too. That's where I have the most energy and that's where I... uh, I really enjoy those mornings. Mm, Me too. And taking time for myself, right? So nice, yeah. And then I would go and work. And, you know, that is another important thing of of this lifestyle change, that I really took time and I did discover my passion, my calling, uh, my purpose, and I am aligning with that. And therefore, work doesn't really feel like work, you know? Exactly. is this trip here? Is what we're doing here work or or not work? You right, know, this is right. this is kind of my holidays, but <laughs> I'm working. But this is what I want to do in my free time anyway, right? So there is not really a clear boundary between work and um, yeah. You're not dreading what you have to passion. do. You're excited to go exactly. do what you have to do. Someone told me, uh, you know, find what make um, make your passion your 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 job, and you will never work again in your life. Mm. And that is. Yeah, or do is, do for work what you would do for free. Exactly. Yeah. So, so that is making me so much more happy, so much more energized, uh, and then also being really of service because in in all that I do, it's really empowering, helping other people. I am not in the center uh, of all that. It's really um, being of service, and that right. is, I believe, the most rewarding. Um, 
most beautiful thing, most energizing thing that, that there can be. There's actually a lot of studies around it in positive psychology. Mm-hmm. And really uh, between pleasure and flow, the purpose and being of service is really kind of what can create most long-lasting, sustainable happiness. And I really feel Absolutely. that way. Absolutely, Yeah, and it's the quickest way to get yourself out of a funk. Exactly. To go help somebody else, yeah. cheer someone else up, and then you automatically feel yeah. a little bit better. So yeah, out of the other things, uh, I don't know, really eating healthy, uh, spending time with people that inspire me, that uh, that energize me, um, that have a positive impact on me. Yeah. Now, that is actually very important, uh, which I noticed also once I changed, moved from the office time where you couldn't really choose. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, it just seems like two such different lives I can like see the old version of you and like to see you here now it's like I'm so excited for you that you created this reality for yourself the polar opposite of that totally opposite and you know I I think you know we we I don't want to discard the other period in my life because probably I wouldn't be where I am right now if not all those and if you didn't feel that you needed a change and if you didn't feel unhappy it would have been a perfectly great path to be on there's nothing inherently wrong with being in a, you know, grueling job or a job that's, you know, you're indoors all day or any of the things that isn't what you do now, yeah. but it's just, if it doesn't resonate with your soul anymore and you're feeling exactly. that like, you know, that you need to make that shift. And so many people ignore that and Absolutely. they just keep going and going because they don't think that they have a choice, yeah. that they have another path, but it's just really amazing to see someone who listened to that and said, you know what, I'm going to explore this feeling and choose something different. Totally. But, you know, it was definitely scary. It mm-hmm. was really scary, but it's really worth it. We we just have one life in this mm-hmm. body. And, um, yeah, and we have to ask ourselves, is, you know, am I really living my purpose? Am I, uh, is it the best I can create for myself? Right. Um, because, yeah, for me, it's uh, it, no risk, no reward. And, uh, and it's also really about the journey. You know, some people, I often get asked, I'm also, are you happy now? Are you, are you happy in Tulum? Are you happy? And I am happy. However, there are days that I'm happy and there are other days that I'm not happy or frustrated or sad, but, uh, I'm definitely more aligned, uh, yeah. with myself, with my soul. Um, and I feel more nurtured. Uh, and I feel more fulfilled. Uh, and then on another hand, uh, I think, you know, if I think this is it and that's where I want to be for next 30 years of my life, no, it's actually a continuous process. Because if I'm going to do exactly the same thing I'm doing today for another 20 years, at some point I'm probably going right. to You're going to hit a wall, yeah. To a similar yeah. frustration point, right? So it's really kind of rediscovering and searching and tweaking and changing and improving and doing more courses and learning along the way. And it's really a journey that doesn't really have any particular destination. Yeah. And I love that you mentioned it's not about feeling happy a hundred percent of the time or feeling your best a hundred percent of your time. That's not being a human being. Being a human being encounters difficult emotions and has different moods and different you know, cycles of the month and just different experiences of the day. But it's about your, your, like you said, feeling aligned within yourself that you can confront all of those, you know, absolutely, and having a support system around you and building that around you. Absolutely. And, um, 
and I and uh, there was a great book that I, I laughed about uh, a lot of what I learned learned read in this book, the subtle art of not giving a fuck. <laughs> and yeah. uh, he was talking a lot about how there is this over glorification of being happy all the time, uh-huh. which I uh, I don't really agree. Uh, and as one of my teachers says. I don't really think we are here on this planet to become happy. We are really here to discover our purpose and align mm-hmm. with it. And, and to be awake. To be awake. Yeah. And then happiness is equally valid state as being unhappy. And really, if I look at the most interesting moments in my life, these were the moments where I was the most unhappy, where I was heartbroken, where I was lost, when I was, you know, having that semi midlife crisis. And once you turn those moments into opportunities that they're actually the most interesting moments well there's the most information in those moments absolutely it's definitely the most enjoyable to be in the other moments (laughs) the happy moments are enjoyable but the other the difficult moments are juicier for for transformation and more information and and i think also it's that that distinction between happiness and joy right because Mm -hmm. joy is more of uh of a state of being, whereas happiness is a fleeting emotion. Absolutely. So you can feel joy amongst difficult uh, experiences as well, because you you are joy. You just embody it even through a difficult experience. Absolutely. And you know what I also think is that what this whole uh, self-discovery spiritual path, however you want to call it, is what what it really. Um, brings to you it doesn't bring the the state of happiness that lasts all the time but what it gives you it gives you tools uh how to deal with those moments Mm -hmm. where you are uh sad um disappointed frustrated etc etc yeah it brings you back to your center that can handle everything exactly yeah and it creates a stronger center so that it's easier to come back to it yeah so that's yeah that's uh why I find this whole path so powerful. Yeah. And investing in and learning, investing in ourselves. Um, yes, probably one of the priorities in my life. Yeah. Yeah. And so how did you get to a point where you're comfortable doing this work with people, with couples? It's very intimate work. It's very, you know, um, as a woman, you know, you're, you're, I'm sure in situations a lot of time that are, you know, just very charged situations. <laughs> I'd love to hear that, what that's like and how you got to the place where you, or maybe it wasn't difficult to get there. You know, I don't even think it was that difficult. And it, for once in my life, uh, actually the whole, um, the whole path of me teaching sacred sexuality was never something that I planned, mm. you know, with many of my previous business ventures or 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 startup projects i would pick a goal and i would say this is what i want to do this is what this company is going to do uh, and then go towards that with with conscious sexuality it was the other way around um it kind of started coming my way uh, I first started experiencing myself then i wanted to share it with my friends that's where i started reading and studying and then when I casually was started to share with my friends, just from small conversations, people would start coming back and say, hey, after we had that conversation, I, I had a full body orgasm. Or after we chatted yesterday, I actually felt the energy for the first time, etc., etc. So I realized, okay, 
that talking it might be a little bit more powerful than I actually realized uh, it is. And, uh, and that's how it all started. So it kind of naturally evolved uh, with the small challenges just coming step by step along the way. Uh, but so far, so good. And I really had only beautiful experiences uh, with, uh, with the couples that I worked with. Um, and they come in a very vulnerable state when they really open up right. and, uh, and I am there, you know, it's not about me. I am just their vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, I am there to support them. Um, so yeah, it's, it, it never felt, uh, it, it didn't felt challenging. Right, it right. felt more natural actually. Right. Well, it also sounds like you don't th- like this sexual world has a bit of a a stigma to it or like it's it's tainted by like you said like pornography and all these things but it's just such a natural beautiful energy so if you're approaching it in that way there's nothing to feel uncomfortable about absolutely that's exactly what i say mm-hmm. uh often when uh, when people get invited to my talk uh some of them laugh or feel uncomfortable Mm -hmm. Uh, but then after the talk all that dissolves after Mm -hmm. the class because really once you shift the perspective Mm -hmm. of sexuality uh, from that pornographic one Mm -hmm. to something so sacred uh, something so natural for us uh, it's really about union it's really about healing it's really about opening to love it's really about uh, exchanging energy being present etc uh, right. etc et what's you know what's what's uncomfortable about that right. Right? and it's a shame that it's not taught to us from a young age to approach it in that way because i think we would have so much more um just a more positive experience of it you know and just a more uh, awakened world and as an effect awakened children and all of that if it came from that place of just high vibration rather than you know the whole underbelly of Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. And I don't want to throw in conspiracy theories, but, uh, (laughs) you know, spirituality and sexuality are really two topics not addressed in Mm -hmm. educational system. Right. And, uh, you know, they're, they're different. Uh, they're different. There's different material you can watch on, on the internet, uh, talking about how, how the, how this is a great way of, of keeping us asleep really. Mm. Uh, uh-huh. because both and obedient <laughs> exactly both spirituality yeah. and this kind of sexuality where you really awaken your consciousness and your awareness uh, I can say from my own example uh, I cannot imagine going back to my cubicle office uh, wearing a gray suit and selling clients something that they never needed in first place right. uh, but I learned how to skillfully uh, build a need and follow through the pipeline and sell them what they don't need. Um, so I can earn money. And, uh, since I was unhappy in my job, I would almost had to travel every weekend and party and I would do drugs and I would drink and I would go compulsively shopping and all these other things. Now that I went through all those changes and I'm much more awake, um, I don't, I'm, I'm, much more, it's much more difficult to tell me what to do. I really have to feel it and I have to really be in integrity with it. Right. Otherwise, even if it's a lot of money, I will say no. 
Secondly, I, I stopped compulsively shopping. I stopped, uh, I stopped having that need of traveling um, to you feel excited. To feel a hole inside Exactly. Of you. Yeah. I don't drink alcohol anymore. Uh, I don't take any drugs. Um, but it's so I'm, 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 I'm not, I became a really bad consumer. Right. I <laughs> think that's what happens to a lot of people, <laughs> myself included. And I think that, yeah, you don't feel, I think a lot of, um, consumerism is based on attacking people's insecurities and their feeling of lack and their just dissatisfaction. So you need to get something to fill yourself up and make you feel happy. And I think Absolutely. once you realize that you can get it from inside of you, and that you can really fill yourself up. You can fill your own cup. And that happiness comes yeah. from what's free in life, you know? Yep. And experiences and, you know, energy and all of that. Absolutely all that. But, you know, in order for really this to be supported by our education, the system needs to be redesigned. Because for now it is designed along, along GDP growth, uh, consumption, and uh, the bigger picture is that it's no, it's in, it's 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 in no one's interest to right. to help us so wake silly. up. So silly, yeah. It's like that's not the priority. It's like the the society's like economic um, exactly. state rather than the human, you know, consciousness. Absolutely. So, so yeah. Hopefully, with the shift going on uh, now yeah. on the planet. Um, we will get to that point. Yeah. But so far we have to rely on ourselves and yeah. uh, really start educating ourselves and be curious and be open and uh, and go and learn and read books. Absolutely. Uh, do courses, ask people around and explore new things. And uh, at, at this point it is up to each of ourselves yeah it's up to each of us yeah uh to to really take some steps on that self-discovery journey yeah so if you were to give our listeners some some tangible tools or tips for just something to integrate into their either their own personal lives or their love lives some things that could enhance their energy and take it to the next level so maybe I'm gonna, since many, so probably many of the listeners uh, are practicing yoga, maybe I'm gonna uh, make a little analogy and um, I'm gonna encourage you to bring those same yoga principles uh, to your lovemaking. Uh, what does this mean? Uh, create a space with an intention. Um, Sit down and start sh shortly with a meditation uh, and use all the things that you use in yoga. Use conscious breath. R unlike in yoga where we use ujjaya breath, here we want to... <sighs> we want to exhale with the open mouth. But put the same awareness to the breath and it should be ideally long, deep inhale and long exhale the same le length, okay? You also want to use the meditative focus, right? So you want to observe your thoughts, let them go. Observe your thought, thoughts, let them go. And you can anchor that mm -hmm. on the breath, mm -hmm. right? So try to go away from fantasies, from thinking about uh, that you put on weight or that you forgot to shave or what is the move that you need to do to make your partner happy, Things that take you out of the present. Exactly. Just really shift that attention inwards. 
observe your mind, stay with the breath, okay? Another thing you want to do, you can engage your mula bandha, right? So you can squeeze your PC muscle, not while you are being penetrated, but to activate that energy beforehand, and gently squeeze that PC muscle to start activating that energy, build it up, use it as an as a as a motor, as my teacher says. Mm. Um and be present and bring that loving open heart and stay with this breath through the entire love of my love making. Hopefully what will naturally come that you will also slow down. Okay. So you want to really slow down uh, through the entire time of love making, not just for a few minutes. And it's not just because it's a romantic invention uh, of women, <laughs> but it's really only possible to feel the subtle sensations and feel the energy when we're really going slow. Um, maybe one more thing is that, uh, the feminine is a receptive uh, in her essence. So you really want to make sure, um, that there is a long foreplay. Not so much around genitals because we approach the women body indirectly, meaning from everywhere else, upper part of the body, especially breasts, uh, lips, uh, upper part of the body. And at the very end, you want to approach the genitals. Unlike for men, when the approach is direct, then we would start from the genitals. Mm -hmm. So that long foreplay, mainly in the upper part of her body, where you already can be in the breath and you can synchronize that breath together. And just those few things uh, will change the whole experience. That's interesting. And rather, similar to yoga, rather than really doing, uh, start more falling into being. Yeah, yeah. And also start observe how you feel after this kind of love lovemaking. Yeah, I always compare this to yoga because... It's a little bit like yoga. There's no clear destination. Am I taking yoga classes because I want to do a headstand and once I achieve that, I'm going to stop? No, I really want and hope to be able to do yoga all my life till my 70s, 80s, till I die. Uh, and why? Because of the way that I feel after the yoga class, right? So similar here, observe, bring awareness, observe, talk to your partner. How did you feel after this kind of lovemaking? Mm -hmm. And... Um, and enjoy every little progress or every little change. It's not like all those things will going to start uh, happening in the first time, although that also has taken places with a lot of my students. But for others, it takes longer. And that's okay, because what it really is, again, is about that journey and how you feel afterwards. And three or four times, not much will happen. But fourth time, you will awaken something. And uh, yeah. Just noticing those small little shifts in progress. Right. Yes, I think those are things people can all start to incorporate immediately. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I love the analogy to yoga because it is a practice. It's something that it's not just like, you know, you, you do it and it's done. It's like a continual, you know, it's a way of life. Absolutely. And many people say, because really, if you, you know, if you, gonna have half an hour 40 minutes of a foreplay and then at least one two hours of love making we're talking about two or three hours practice and and many people are like who has time to have sex for so long uh well that's exactly what you said the same way we have time to go for yoga class there's something you need to make space <laughs> yeah you have to actually it put is hard on when your you agenda. have kids <laughs> when you have kids but i guess it's schedule love making <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. Once you really yeah. understand that it's not about being hot and excitation, it's really about going within, slowing down your mind, feeling sensations in your body. Uh, it's irrelevant if you scheduled it in the calendar or if it was spontaneous. Okay, <laughs> so schedule to see it as a practice, and it really is. And where... so, do you leave like three hours in your day for lovemaking? Well, do you schedule that in? <laughs> <laughs> well, it doesn't have to be every day. And mm-hmm. I would say it's like, you know, not every day you have to go for a free Michelin star right. uh, meal. You right, know, another right. day you can go to a salad bar or a smoothie. But you have to but yeah, have that as, as something that you, exactly. yeah, that that you, you keep in the rotation. That you're so committed to. Yeah. You know, it will be different for, for different people. Maybe once a month, maybe once a week, whatever, you know, yeah. whatever is that you and your life right now is really doable because if you're also going to schedule something that is not achievable, that will only end up being a frustration. So really being realistic, but also committed. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And so, um, do you learn new things and then try it out in your, like, as you've been a student, Mm -hmm. you know, as every teacher is also a student continually trying to evolve and grow, are you like pulling, you know, things from different, um, Schools. teachers or schools yeah. of thought that absolutely. inspire you absolutely and you know again it comes to the fact uh, that we talk about that your passion is your work mm-hmm. so i take these courses because also I, I i take tantra courses conscious sexuality courses uh awareness courses because i myself want to learn for right. myself uh, but then obviously I also pick different things I, uh, from different teachers. I get inspired, I get new knowledge and, and I immediately incorporate that. Um, yeah, so yeah. absolutely. Yeah. And awesome. that's the beauty of this journey. Yeah. <laughs> Unlike when I was in finance and banking and I had to take the finance courses, oh, which I it. really yeah. was not interested in. Right. But it was required. Right. And so I was looking on your website and something else that it seems you do is host people in Tulum. Is that right? Uh-huh. That's right. Can you tell me more about that? Because mm-hmm. it sounds awesome. So, you know, after so many years of being nomadic, I finally have a place where I really decorated and furnished and made it home and it's so cozy and there's also a place to receive people so the first idea was that first of all I wanted to invite all the people that hosted me for years now it's time for me to give back Mm -hmm. Uh, there's also so many um, female teachers that quit their job and they know they want to teach meditation or tantra or or this or that but they kind of don't have the financial means to to fully explore things. Uh, so I thought I want to give them a possibility to stay with me. And then, uh, again, something that happened naturally, um, old friends started to reach out for, um, to me via Facebook uh, from my high school times or from my previous, you know, times and, and wanted to visit me in Tulum. And after a week or two weeks or 10 days of staying with me, and number one, incorporating my daily practice because I would invite them to join. Um, going around into Loom, into really uh, places that are really soul nurturing to kind of events and rituals. I would take them to all kind of rock or healers or ceremonies. And that were actually different for every guest because it would just naturally right. uh, come. Um, I had at least six people last year who told me this was the most transformational 
holiday or trip wow. that you've ever taken i mean it sounds like especially if you're going through like a breakup or something or a transition <laughs> it would be just transition exactly that a lot of a lot of those those uh people who visit me visited me went for a transition so yeah. i don't know if you can even call it a, a private retreat mm -hmm. uh, but it's really visiting tulum and living the life of a local and living a conscious life and picking up on the different lifestyle different practices and different way of thinking you also i tag i tag all those people along to to see my tulum friends my local community and there is so many people who broke out of that matrix and who look at life completely differently wow i love that you offer that it's such a service to people exactly you know yeah. like it's so easy to just want privacy in your home and to not want to be inclusive of other people and It's really awesome to be able to experience what you, because you have such a cool, amazing, and just really unique perspective. Yeah. So for someone to be able to live that. Yeah. You know, I, really I, cool. I'm a, I, I like to, I'm a social person. So, so, uh, so I don't mind having company. Of course, I always, um, uh, talk to the people before to see if it's yeah, the right if match. It's a good fit, right. Of if it's a yeah. good fit. Uh, and there's a risk involved, but again, no risk, no fun. Um, <laughs> I love that. And so far, so good. I uh, well, you you attract what you put out exactly. there. So someone who is drawn to you is probably going to be a good fit. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. That's how it works. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. really awesome. Well, I'm going to keep it in mind. <laughs> and then, so your job as a wellness director at Nomad Hotel. Mm -hmm. So what does that entail? That entails, uh, number one, um, coming with a whole concept of the wellness program. It's not about just throwing some classes on the board mm -hmm. to make it look full. There is actually the whole vision and concept behind it. We often uh, refer to planting seeds. Uh, we really want to gift people more than a place to eat, sleep and make selfies. Right. We really want to <laughs> gift people with an experience. Yeah. Uh, something that, you know, often I used to hear people would come stressed out from London. They would come for a week and then on the last day they would be really sad and, and a comment that really repeated often would be, okay, now we have to go back to the reality. Uh -huh. So what can we do that we shift that reality, that we help people to get inspired, to learn something new, to see things from a different perspective so they can come back and change that reality. Mm. Uh, right, because it's ultimately them who create that reality. Mm -hmm. So, how can we plant those little seeds that they can take away with them and grow them? And uh, it would be different kind of seeds. From uh, many husbands, it would be yoga because they um, they would be dragged by their wives to uh -huh. their first yoga class, and they were like, "Wow, that felt really good." Uh, um, I even had a guest from Poland who said, "Oh." Um, Kundalini Yoga, he had such a powerful experience as, you know what, I already searched all the Kundalini Yoga studios uh, close to my house and I'm going to make it a practice, right? For others, it will be eating more healthy, et cetera, et cetera. But there's a whole concept around it. And we also change those activities every season. So now we are transitioning from the power of being to disconnect, to reconnect. And um, bringing really the best teachers that are uh, that I can find, um and we offer both group classes but also private sessions right so um writing the whole menu as i call it our spiritual menu uh training staff 
we also offer all the classes that we offer for our guests are once a week offered to our employees. Awesome. What a great place to work. Yeah, so, so, so fun. There definitely has been some seeds planted there too. And therefore, you know, the, the concierge can really talk about his own experience rather yeah. than something he read on a flyer, right? Absolutely. Um, so that we change, we constantly change and reinvent uh, and... Um, on Thursdays is one of my favorite uh, events, which is called Gratitude Tent Takeover. We have uh, several spaces in the hotel that where we where we uh, host the activities, and one, my, one main space is called Gratitude Tent. Uh, and every Thursday we have a Gratitude Tent Takeover, uh, and host completely different teachers, uh, unique experiences. So also check Nomade YouTube. Uh, no matter Tulum YouTube channel because we also That's film really out those great. experiences. So do you see, I know you see yourself not really knowing where you end up, which is the fun part, but do you see yourself living there for a while? You know what? I already learned that really what, you know, life throws me different opportunities uh, or sometimes challenges and then I have to respond to them. And uh, if you would ask me a few years ago if I plan on living in Tulum, I would probably laugh at you. Uh, but here I am and um, loving it. So for in the now, it's it's a great place. Now, what will happen in the future? You're open. I don't know. I yeah. am open. Yeah. But for 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 in the now, I'm really really enjoying it. Yeah. And I love being close to nature, and I love the fact that there is small community, and then there is so people that are uh, that have similar views on life, and they have mission. Is it sustainability, healthy food, et cetera, et cetera, making a positive impact? I love it there. I really do. <laughs> but as everything in life, you know, the also Tulum, everything changes, right? The only constant is change. And Tulum is also changing um, rapidly. So, yeah, let's see uh, where, 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 it, where it goes. Where it takes us. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Bibi, thank you so very much for your time and your energy and for being here with us. And where can they find you? Where can all of our listeners find you? Well, classic, <laughs> classically on a, on an Instagram. I actually really enjoy the Instagram. I find it it can be a really very powerful, creative tool totally. uh, to pass on a message and make a positive impact. So my... Uh, my Instagram account, which is Planet BB, B I B I, and from there you will able to find my website as well. Perfect. Uh, I am Polish, and my surname is really complicated. <laughs> so instead of uh, instead of um, uh, giving you the website, I think it will you be easier. You can find it on Planet BB. On Planet BB. Although I also made a second domain, so you can also type in uh, energeticlovemaking.com. Oh, you can't forget that one. And I will come up and my name, my website will come up as okay. well. But if you want to be in a more, um, daily contact and really see how, uh, I try to promote a conscious lifestyle in every aspect of it. So that hopefully comes across my Instagram. Awesome. Thank you so much. <laughs> and thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you.